Hey, Jenna. Yes, Steve? You know why they should make a Minecraft movie next summer? Oh, boy. Why should they make a Minecraft movie next summer? Because it's going to be a blockbuster. <laughs> oh, great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 121. Yes, they still let me do this. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, as always, and this week I am joined by my lovely wife, Jenna. Hello, everybody. And this week, we're here to talk about video games. So, those of you who may not know, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. So, you know, I'm joined by my wife this week. I am back from uh, New York Toy Fair. Uh, Jenna, you held down the fort. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and uh, you you didn't kill me when I sent you home that picture of that Cyclops that I put on uh, Instagram. It's because you didn't come home with it because you can't buy anything there. So, yeah, you, you uh, had a little bit of a... A slide. You were able to come home and not get murdered because you didn't, you know, buy anything and spend all of our money. So, folks, um, you have to do this. Go to Instagram, look at the feed, just kind of look back a couple of days. Last weekend, um, I saw the most amazing Square Enix Play Arts uh, Cyclops. And by Cyclops, I mean the leader of the X-Men. I don't know if he's the leader anymore, but he was. Um, and it was amazing. And it was everything I had ever hoped and dreamed for, dreamed of, rather, and it was $150, and Jenna was actively disinterested in me buying it last weekend. But I sent her a picture of it anyway, just so I could tell her. But I will have it. Daddy must have it. Okay, well, I must have the Pikachu pocketbook. How about that? You can definitely have the Pikachu pocketbook. That was pretty cute. It was weird that it was in the Funko booth. But what are you going to do? Because um, it's weird that they had the Pikachu purse and t-shirt and stuff, but they don't have Pikachu Funko Pops. Because you would think that they would want to get in on that. Because once they start making Pokemon Pops, the world is over. <laughs> That's probably why they haven't started yet. Poor families will just, you know... Anyway. Anyways, anyway. moving on. So, lots of cool stuff from New York Toy Fair. You can take a look at it on the website, EngageFamilyGaming.com. You can also take a look at the Instagram for more information on that. Because we, I took all sorts of pictures. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, but... This isn't about Toy Fair. I had a whole podcast about that all by myself. I, t I stole the opportunity and podcasted all about that last week. So this week, we're going to talk about video games. Relatively slow news week for the family video games. However, I uh, thought we would go over a few things. Um, there was a question in the community that uh, Jenna and I kind of went back and forth on some of our answers. And we decided we kind of wanted to formalize some of this. So we're this week, we're specifically going to talk about... The Nintendo 3DS. And people are going to be like, but why are you talking about the Nintendo 3DS? And I'm going to tell you, we got a whole bunch of reasons why we're going to talk about the Nintendo 3DS. But we're going to do that after we go around the horn. So, um, before we do that, I do want to take a moment to thank you for listening. 
We hope the games that you've been playing have been great. Jenna and I specifically played a whole bunch of really good games over the last couple of days. Um, we played good games. We did not necessarily do well at them, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but I do want to ask you to help us make this show a little bit more interactive. So uh, please feel free to reach out to us on social media or to email me um, and give us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, etc. Another great place to give us topic suggestions is to join the community. That's engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, and post your questions there. Parents will answer. And sometimes we will take all those answers and spin them out into a whole podcast episode like today. So around the horn. Jenna, um, you played a game that uh, I didn't realize you were ever going to play it, but you pl- you tried it. And you definitely tried it. You I did. definitely tried it. I did. I tried it. How so, did, how, What would you like to talk about today? So the game that I played, we've talked about on the podcast a lot. We just got a chance to, or maybe I just noticed that it's got into our household, and gave it a shot. It's called Cuphead. I was really interested in the game because I really liked the 1930s old Disney animation kind of art style. Mm -hmm. I did not know that it was all created by one whole family. So, um, you know, that was news for me. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but for some reason that just kind of went in one ear and out the other ear. Well, to be fair, that was one detail that we never really, like, focused on. You know, I mentioned that it was a small company, but I never really drove home that it was basically, you know, some brothers and their wives and, like, a like, very small group of incredibly talented people. The reason that it came up, um, and I did just buy it on Friday, um, was that it won several awards at the Dice Awards on Thursday. Um, And it's something that I had intended to buy, but it finally reminded me. And um, they sent one poor, this poor girl, I forget, she's one of their wives, I believe. And she she did a talk at Dice, which is a big, um, you know, that's where the, 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 the big and mighty game developers come together to really talk about, like, the future of the industry. She did a whole talk about how they developed it. She was there by herself. And then um, she went to the DICE Awards. They did not expect to win anything and then ended up coming home with several, um, which I, one of them, uh, Best Animation, would have been a crime if they didn't win. But still, they, they were being very humble. And I thought they were super nice, so I wanted to... Help! I wanted to kind of show my support for them. So yeah. So I bought it, and you played it. I did, and it very much. And it was very funny because it's called a run and gun. I had no idea what the term meant as I was watching it being played. I was like, "Hey, I really like this. It's like that game that the kids played for hours and hours and hours that drove me nuts because it was a little violent." And a little gross, and it was. But we did let him play. It was Castle Crashers, um, and this plays very similarly to you're running through the levels and defeating enemies as you're going through. It's it's okay. A, okay no. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. I, I get. I understand what you're saying. I understand the words that you're saying are English. Okay. But it's not anything like Castle Crashers. Because Castle, Castle Crashers... It does. It, you run through the wait, levels and on. you shoot things but as Castle, they're going through the but levels. Castle Crashers is a 3D... like It's like a isometric like brawler. Like the games that used to be on like arcades. This is really more like a Nintendo game. Like Contra. Mm. No, it's definitely not like Castle Crashers. I, re- I reject that comparison. Okay. Well, you can reject it all you want. It reminded me of the way that they were... 
The way that they were playing it is something that they could just run through. That's fair. Shoot the enemies, play through the game, but it wasn't violent. It wasn't, it wasn't like, they're, they're flowers and you're shooting cute little like garden things that are shooting pea pods and mushrooms yeah, and From a content perspective, from a content consumption perspective, Cuphead is fine. Yeah, It's absolutely. great. It's, it's a challenging game though. It is very, very, very hard. Um... You know, I was watching my son play, and he kept getting stuck at the same place over and over and over again on the level that he was on. I was like, oh, I can do this. Let me have the controller. And I got there. I got a little farther than he did. Not much. I still didn't make it through a level. <laughs> it was really hard. You only have a certain number of hit points before you you die, and you and have to start no over again. And there's no checkpoints, and you're just running through the level trying to defeat these enemies that are chucking things at you as you're going through and you have to jump and it was it was a challenge. So it it looks far easier than it actually is. Yes. So for sake of information, Cuphead available on Xbox One and PC, $20. Um so it's very inexpensive. Um Yeah, I I, I have been meaning to try it and when I booted it up, you know, I played through the first level which took me about a half hour to like really grasp what the game was doing to me. Um, what I really find interesting about it is that it it beats you up. I mean, there's no way around it. Like, it is very difficult, but it is fair. Meaning, it's never doing anything to you that you can't predict, right? Like, you, you know what it's doing. It, it It's going to, it's going to almost um, like telegraph every move. And you're going to be like, why did I do that? I knew that thing was going to do that. And so you you can almost kind of talk yourself through almost every death. Like, oh, you can figure this out. Um, you know, and I really, I really enjoyed that. So it is, for some additional details, it is a two-player cooperative game if you want. Um, that <laughs> makes it a little bit more bananas. But it sure does. But it's there. Um, this is one of those games that if you have, this is, so this is one of those games where, um, if you are, well, first off, if you are really looking for a challenging game, but you're looking for, you know, for example, if you really like Dark Souls or have wanted to try a game like Dark Souls, but most of your game time is around when your kids are around. Or you really enjoy sharing games with your kids? Um, I think Cuphead is a is a great option uh, because, from a content perspective, it's not inappropriate, but it is very hard. So it you're going to get the challenge without necessarily having you know zombies and stuff. Um, so I think there is that. Um, I can't recommend this for everybody. I certainly don't recommend it be purchased for young kids unless they like really want it. Like, unless they are absolutely like, no, I'm cool. I mean, at the at the end of the day, it is only $20. So it is something that you could get them and it will be there forever. And maybe they chip away at it over time, that type of thing. I think they really have to be, you have to know your kid. Yeah. And, and know whether you know, or not that's something they would be down. Especially our, if they get frustrated easily. This is not their game. Well, I was surprised because our middle guy tends to be the one who gets most frustrated when he doesn't do well. But he was kind of like, challenge accepted. I'm going to do this. And he really liked the way the game looked enough to keep going. And I want to say he sat down and played for, 
a good hour, um, which is a long time for him. And he didn't beat the level that he was playing, but he was just like, that's it, challenge accepted. I'm going to do this. Um, and then he switched off and played Minecraft story mode for a while. Um, but yeah, it was. I was surprised that he stuck with it. And he, he doesn't hate it, and he wants to go back and try again. So Well, I mean, and that was one of the reasons why I was comfortable bringing it in, right? Because it's not like we were renting it. You know, this is not a game that you that would benefit from having it for a few hours. Like you really have to kind of let it steep, right? Um, and he, uh, I think, who knows what's going to happen. We'll revisit this as the kids start playing through it. Our oldest was away at a Boy Scout uh, camp, and I think that's one of the reasons why Jake really got in there because he had, you know, a good hour without an audience. Without his old, older brother trolling him. Right. You know, any of that nonsense. He he was able to just kind of be there on his own, rock out. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I want to see how the older brother does. So um, so anyway, that's Cuphead. I thought that was... I, I enjoyed it. I am not very far in myself. I got a little farther than everybody else in the family. But that's to be expected. Number one, because I had a little bit more time. And also, I platformers are kind of my thing. And I got kind of lucky on that flower boss. <laughs> I really got lucky on that flower boss. Um, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about PlayStation VR. Um, and we've talked about virtual reality in the past. I know you have expressed some of your concerns, many of which I agree with, right? I don't believe that PlayStation VR is a super great idea for younger kids. There's not a lot of data supporting it, especially very young kids. But... Um, I finally had an opportunity to use PlayStation VR, and so I wanted to talk about that because I thought that was kind of, you know, worth mentioning. So uh, while I was at Toy Fair, I stayed with James. Um, so fans of the show uh, who remember our E3 coverage will remember James. He was there in, with us in the trenches in L.A. Um, he had the VR, and he has bought many, many games for it. So I sat down and played... A bunch of stuff. Um, I thought it was I, 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 it was definitely way more comfortable than I thought it was. Uh, I was able to wear my big, you know, everybody that knows our Instagram knows my big old plastic glasses. Um, they fit comfortably. I and we did a lot of stuff trying to get me nauseous. <laughs> like I was trying to see exactly how bad it would be, um, and it didn't work. <laughs> um, I only had one instance where I felt my knees kind of fall out from under me and that was when we were playing some minecart roller coaster thing and I looked down and couldn't see my legs and that threw my brain off um my favorite game that we played was uh I think it was something called like Valkyrie whatever basically you are piloting a giant robot and you control the two arms of the giant robot with PlayStation Move controllers, um, and you can put up a shield, and you can punch things and break buildings, and one arm has a big rocket launcher, another one has a machine gun, and I played that for a very long time. What's, um, no, it's not, that's Eve, Jenna's looking stuff up for me, so that's Eve Valkyrie, which is, that is a different thing. Um, oh wait, we have uh, PlayStation VR stuff. So hold on. So while you're while you're looking, trying to remember the title of the game, did you get a headache after you played? I didn't actually. Right, which was which caught me by surprise. And how long of a time frame did you play for at one 
in one stretch. About an hour. An hour and a stretch. And you took a break after that? Um, well, I mean, by take a break, I stopped using the... I stopped using the device. Does it come with any kind of, like, recommendations before you play a game? Medical recommendations, when to take a break, you know, if you're feeling... It's not built into the thing, It's not built into it? Okay. And did Um, it have any information about younger children using the games? Did it have uh, any specific... It's called it's called Archangel. It's called um, did it have recommendations about children? No, it didn't say anything. Okay. Um, this is one of those things that I definitely I, I agree with your concerns from before that it's not appropriate for younger kids. It certainly can throw off kids that don't have their you know that aren't fully developed on an, like an ocular level. Um, but man, is it cool! Uh, this is one of those things that I really think um, I it bought. I'm sold on it now. Uh, so I really strongly believe that in the coming years, as the technology gets better, this is something that we're all going to just have. Um, it's just a matter of time. So everybody listening, you might think it's ridiculous. It really is only a matter of time before all of us have VR stuff in our house. Um, I don't know that all. I, I don't know that its primary use is going to be games. Um, but man, I, I, I really did have that sense of place, which was weird. Um, I really felt like I was there. Um, and, and companies are starting to figure out how to use it. Um, there was one game that we played that um, I'll never remember the name. But basically, you held a controller. And you looked down and you your hands were in a puzzle box. That you could manipulate from the inside by pushing buttons. And so they told you, hey, you push buttons on the inside, and all the buttons did stuff on the box that your hands were in, and you could turn it around and move stuff. And while you were doing that, there were environmental clues telling you how to use solve the puzzle box. It was very portal, um, and it was super rad. I think I made it through three or four of those puzzles before I stopped because um, they started to get a little bit advanced for me because, as many people know, I'm very bad at puzzles. But man, it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, I there's going to be more, I'm sure. You know, we'll be at E3 in June, so I'm sure we'll see more. But yeah, that's uh, that was my experience with PlayStation VR. It was positive. Um, between now and March 3rd, so everybody listening for the end of this month, PlayStation VR is on sale for 200 bucks. So if it's something that you've been interested in and you have a PlayStation 4. Um, now or never. I mean, well, maybe not never, but now's, now's a good time. Realistically, that gives me hope that this holiday it'll be we'll be able to find a decent bundle for it. I, I, I mean, uh, anyway. So that that's I don't want to belabor the point too much. That's PlayStation VR. Um, I'm a believer <laughs> at this point. I like it. People with older kids. Definitely grab it, especially since there are more games coming out constantly. Just don't expect 40-hour video games. You're going to get a lot of interesting little experiences, um, but you're not going to be playing Persona or Legend of Zelda or even Street Fighter. Well, what are the costs involved in the games? They're all pretty inexpensive. So you're you're paying you know, $10, dollars $20 dollars. For an, experience. for an experience, some of which are longer than others. 
There are a few full-price games. I mean, there's no way around that, but some of those attempt to be more full-featured. And we're about to go into E3 again, and so I expect there will be even more VR stuff announced. So, um, yeah, who the heck knows what's going to happen by Christmas time. And if they're selling it randomly in the middle of the spring for 200 bucks, I would not be surprised to have an interesting bundle in the holiday. And they have a Gran Turismo game for it, so uh, at the very least, you get a cool driving game out of it, which I think that would be super rad. He didn't have it. but So that's PlayStation VR. Um, wanted to talk very briefly about a new mobile game. We don't really talk a lot about those because most people really aren't down with uh, the premium mobile experience uh, in the same way that I do. So, uh, longtime fans of Engage Family Gaming will remember me talking about Alto's Adventure um, back in the day. It's a snowboarding game. Basically, you were playing a guy named Alto snowboarding down uh, a mountain in South America, trying to capture llamas and do all, you know complete all these challenges, cool flips, etc. Basically, you were just completing challenges, earning coins, and eventually unlocking new gear, new characters that flip different ways, etc. Um, Alto's Odyssey is the same, only it takes place uh, in a desert. So you are s- sandboarding. Um, but they added some new mechanics, most notably the fact that there are uh, occasionally like walls in the background that you can jump and kind of grind off of. Um, this is obviously not a like realistic game um, because there's no way anybody's gaining height while grinding on the wall of a cavern. Um, but it is super rad. It's $4.99 on iOS, which is not cheap. However, it is gorgeous. There's a photo mode. So if you follow us on Instagram, you can, you're guaranteed to get at least one picture out of the out of this game every couple of days. Um, it is absolutely stunning. Um, did you play Alto's Adventure at all? No. No? Yeah, you don't really do much with the phone games. I, I Even the ones I like, I don't stick with, unfortunately. I, I tend to try and put my phone down, otherwise I'll be on it all day. So, um, yeah. I, I, it does look cool. I wish I had more time to play games on my phone. I started playing Animal Crossing, which we talked about on podcasts. Pokemon Go. You know, I've tried them all. And I enjoy them, but I just have to... Speaking of... Oh, oh my goodness. Speaking of that, did you see the news that they announced Ghostbusters Go? Yes. I'm not really interested. But um, the Harry Potter one, though, you're down with that. Yeah, I'm sure I will give it a shot. But, again, I, I... Make a point to put the phone away. Your phone is a tool, not a toy. My phone is absolutely a toy. It is. It is. All right. So, that is Around the Horn. So, but these aren't the only games that are out right now. We want to hear the games that you're playing. So, come in, engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Tell us your story. I want to know about the games that you guys are playing. uh, Because maybe I missed something. I mean, considering we talked about Cuphead, a game that came out last fall... PlayStation VR, and I only came up with the name of one game that I played while I did it, and a mobile game, um, I'm sure we missed some stuff. So, um, Jenna, let's take a break, and then uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the, the Nintendo 3DS. Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 121 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I am still Steven, I am still your host, and I am still joined by my lovely wife Jenna. So, 
Let's talk about the Nintendo 3DS. Jenna, tell me a story why you wanted this to be our topic this week. Because I had some other ideas. You came in with this, and I, I, actually, I, I acquiesced to, sh- to your suggestion. Not really under duress. I thought it was a good one. Because okay. I'm, I'm a big fan of the 3DS. There's a couple reasons. Because we've had this discussion. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. I know we've talked about it in a car as a family. Because, you know, I purchased my 3DS, I think it's been a year. Ish. Um, that I've had mine. Um, our son just got a new one for his birthday. Yep. And our daughter is interested in the system. So I've asked many times, is this system still relevant? Knowing that we know that in 2018, Nintendo said that they are going to stop making games, new games, for the system. So why? Why are we purchasing the system? Why, why are we going to get one for our daughter? Yeah. What, what's the reason behind it? Is it still relevant? Um, it, as a handheld, especially now that the Switch is out there and pretty much works as a handheld as well. Yep. Like, so what's the point of a 3DS? Um, and you've given me some pretty clear answers. So what is the point of the 3DS? Well, um, or 2DS or whatever plays these cartridges. Sure. So... Nintendo refers to it as the 3DS family of systems, which is a really awkward way to cover up the fact that they screwed up naming these things in the beginning. Um, The 3DS sounded like an awesome name, but they didn't think far far enough in advance. Um, Well, here's some reasons why I think the 3DS is still relevant. Number one, they didn't say they were going to stop. They just said they have plans to support the game through the the system rather with hard with software through the end of 2018. They did not explicitly state that they're going to stop in 2019. I think that they're going to have to at some point. Um, but I don't know that they are the only ones that are going to keep it alive. I actually think that it's entirely possible that there will be games coming to the 3DS for the next handful of years. And part of that is because there's like a hundred million of them or something like that that's been sold total. There are so many 3DSs out there that it's. I am hard-pressed to imagine that a company that can port a game or develop a game to the 3DS for relatively inexpensive price, you know, it's not hard to get out there and um, have an opportunity at that huge install base. What that means is it's probably going to be a lot of JRPGs, um, which could be great or not, tough to say. But I think, especially for people who um, have younger kids or who aren't ready to buy their family a Switch, and everybody in their family. and every in their family a Switch, or buy a Switch and let the Switch go in the car. Like the reality is, there are a lot of folks that are not comfortable with that, right? We're still kind of uncomfortable with it. Like, I get to use the Switch in the car if we're driving a long distance. We don't really let the kids do it. Um, So, the handheld gaming is still a thing. Um, And so, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they have phones for that. And I say, well, you know, I I think there is... Well, little kids don't necessarily have phones for that. Older, Older kids do. And parents don't necessarily want to give up their phones to them. So, I... I, I I think that the 3DS has a library of games ignoring 2018. Like, they could never come out with another game, and I st- still think that there is a body of work readily available for the 3DS that will keep a kid playing 
for a very long time. Um, and so I wanted to talk about some of the games that are on there. And we also had a we had a question about this very topic come up in our community. Right. We had somebody that was going on a trip to Disney and they knew they were going to be flying for a very long, you know, on a very long flight and waiting in line and waiting a lot of, and waiting in a lot of lines. Um, and so um, they wanted some information, some suggestions on what games to buy. And so we gave them some suggestions. They went out and bought some relatively inexpensive games that probably would have fallen off of our list, but then they went and fixed it and got some better stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, so the answer is the system is still relevant. A, because they might not stop supporting it. B, because it's not affordable to buy a Switch for most families for every child in their family. Um, and the Switch, while we found that it is very durable, it's not quite as durable and easy to replace as the handheld systems. The 2DS system is very inexpensive. And the 3DS is is, is not that pricey considering what you get for it. So the answer is yes, the system's still relevant. And yes, we absolutely have some games that we recommend on the system that we're going to talk about. Yeah. I mean, just one last little factoid. Let's blow everybody's mind. Um, December of 2017, the Nintendo 3DS uh, family of systems sold... 750,000 units in the month of December total. Now, that may not sound a lot like a lot, but that is that is its highest sales number since 2004. Um that's crazy. That's crazy. So 2014. 2000 I mean 2014, I'm sorry. So, that's a lot. It's crazy. It it and that kind of an upswing is impressive. Um especially since realistically, there wasn't the biggest title that came out last fall was uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which were remakes slash sequels of games that had come out the year prior. Right. So um, that's impressive. So we have a list of, we would say, 15-ish video games that we want to talk about. And we're just going to go right down and we'll name off the game and we will talk about it. I will say all of the games on this list are mostly available. I think there's only one, uh, and that's the last one on our list, where you may need to dig around a little bit on the Amazon. Right. But everything else is, uh, some of them are even on their, you know, budget list, where you can get it for 20 bucks. Most of them you should be able to get at your local GameStop without a real problem. And you can get them used, you can get them new, you know, they're both both available. And And a couple of them are digital games, which means you can get them cheap, just the on, Nintendo eShop. The, on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. So let's just get going. Um, and I'll start with the first one because I have played it and I have sung its praises before. And that's Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. Um, okay, so broken record, I love the Legend of Zelda series. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite games of last year. Probably one of my favorite games of all time. Um, best Nintendo game ever made. Um, but Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds is an amazing 3DS game. It is a sequel to Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, which is on um, Super Nintendo. A classic. And this is a top-down, two-dimensional, like, exploratory, uh, 
it's not a role-playing game. It's an action-adventure game. Um, the big difference is, unlike the normal formula, you know, we keep talking about the Zelda formula, but Link Between Worlds bucks that formula by you rent your weapons. Um, and so what that means is you get rupees and you go and you rent weapons. So that means you can get your weapons in any order which means you can tackle the dungeons in any order because you'll need the bow and arrow to get into the bow and arrow dungeon. But you can rent the bow and arrow before you beat anything else. Um, and I think that is amazing. It's beautiful. It's simple. Um, and uh, But there is, there's still a fair amount of challenge involved. Um, I think that is an absolute must-own, and it was just added to their $20 list. Um, so you can get it for $20. It is outright theft. So I think... Everyone who owns a 3DS. Like, if you don't own one right now, you want... Get Legend of Link Between Worlds, no question. What do you think, Jen? I haven't played it yet. It's it's on my list. I am slowly making my way through 3DS games. Having had mine for a year, I've only made it through two games that I've actually beat. But, you know, I'm slow. <laughs> well, so you have I, other things going on. It'll so, get there. Well, let's talk about... So, the next one on the list... Um, I think there are two that we kind of put in there. It really depends on do you want a three a three D Mario or a two D Mario, um, and you can pick your poison or get both. Well, you know? yeah, the Mario games on the three DS are or system are family of systems. Is <laughs> the Nintendo three DS family of systems? Your PR, you got to work on your PR speak, babe. Yeah. So Super Mario three D Land is a three D Mario. However, it's broken up into stages. So it's a little bit different than, like, say, Mario Odyssey or Super Mario 64. Basically, rather than presenting you with one large world to explore, it presents you with a series of small, like, dioramas that you have to work with. Um, It's fun. It's interesting. um, It's not the best game on the system, but I certainly enjoyed it. Um, And it's really neat with the way that it plays with perspective. Um, And New Super Mario Bros. 2 is just another 2D Mario game, but it's all about gold coins. Um, So if, if, especially if your kid really, really loves the uh, getting coins portion of Mario games, then they are going to love New Super Mario Bros. 2 because that's basically the entire game. Um, So that's it. You know, there's a pair of Mario games on this system that are great let alone the fact that this thing plays DS games and there are a number of Mario games on the DS. So what do you, what do you got next, Jen? Okay, our next game on the list is Animal Crossing New Leaf. Um, it's every single child that has this game, I know, plays it, loves it. Um, they can play individually. They can go into each other's towns. They have a lot of options to, to play Animal Crossing, and it's super cute. It's super fun. My daughter loves to just sit and watch her brothers play. She's not quite ready to play the game yet. She did get it for herself for the holidays, but it, it does require a little bit too much in the way of reading um, for her. She does walk around the map and, and find things, but that's about all she can do. Yeah, she doesn't know what to do with it. No. She just walks around, explores, bumps into trees. <laughs> and yells at her brothers to help her a lot. But, like I said, the older kids I know... All played this game when it first came out. Every single child in my daycare had it. The kids on the bus had it. They were playing individually. They were opening up the gates so that other people can go into their towns and interact with them. Um, it was just it. It was hugely popular, and I don't know one kid who doesn't like it. Um, I know that I like 
and I'm crossing a mobile phone, so I'm guessing that I would like this as well. But Oh, you would. I but haven't picked it up yet. But you haven't picked it up largely because I think you would never stop. Because that's <laughs> the thing. The thing with Animal Crossing is it absolutely presents you with an almost unending to-do list of really cool just little things to do. There's always something to gather. There's always something to find, something to fix, something to tidy up. Um, build, now, build and... and build. I mean, the idea is you're building up a little town. Now, eventually, but eventually you do run out of stuff uh, to do, and then you got to wait until the next day, right. which is good. But that's... then there's time stuff that you can do. Well, yeah, because it's time to the seasons and stuff like that, which is. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> I am not dissing Animal Crossing. I the I have not played it to the same extent as our boys, largely because. Um, I, I think I would lose myself to it. But <laughs> this is one of those games that you could get a child who is interested in it, a 3DS and Animal Crossing New Leaf, and they would have pl- they would be able to play for hundreds of hours. There is plenty to do, lots to do. There's no combat. This is all like you are the mayor of a town. Yep. And it's a town full of animals, and you got to make them happy, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I like it. It's cute. And it's and, 20 bucks. And this is all, yeah, this is also in their classics. And there's Amiibo support. Yes. Somehow. Yes. I mean, whatever, there's Amiibo support. Right. Um, but you can dress up as your favorite Nintendo character in this game. Evan has <laughs> Samus's helmet. He also has Link's outfit on his his little animal, too. So. Of course he does. Of course of he does. Of course he does. So, next. So, we can't talk about the Nintendo 3DS family of systems without talking about the Pokemon. Um, there are six... Pokemon game, no, eight Pokemon games that are available for the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. So we got your Pokemon X and Y, we got your Alpha Sapphire, we got your Omega Ruby, we got Sun, we got Moon, we got Ultra Sun, we got Ultra Moon. Pick your poison. Um, here's the good news they're all Pokemon games and they're all great. So um, if you have a child who is really into Pokemon, you could very absolutely get them a 3DS and a Pokemon game. And then just every time they finish one, just get another one. Get more. And we're talking thousands of potential hours of entertainment. That's a lot of car rides to grandmas that you got taken care of. Um, even if all they do is play it in the car. Like, this, we're talking years of entertainment. Um, we've talked a lot about Pokemon in the past, so if you're listening to the podcast for the first time... Pokemon, you know, every time they come out with a new generation of Pokemon games, there are two games that are more or less the same. Um, There are slight differences in, you know, the types of Pokemon you might be able to catch and the legendary. That's why when you look and see Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, they are largely the same game, but one has a a giant robot lion-looking thing and the other one has a magic bat on it. That's the difference. Um, one of the differences. So yeah, don't mean, come they, at me, Pokemon people. So right, can, but don't. So don't just go get Sun and Moon at once, unless you without knowing that that's what you're doing. But if you were to get Pokemon Sun and then Pokemon X and then Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, that is three different Pokemon games um, that are three completely different experiences, three different sets of Pokemon, um, and that will be, you know. If my if our kids are any estimation, that's like a thousand hours worth of game. 
And I will say that, you know, I picked up one of the other ones and, and took a look at it. I think Sun and Moon are, and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, are by far the most accessible way Agreed. to enter into the Pokemon games for younger Agreed. players. Um, once you've got that down, certainly you can branch out from there. And like you said, just be careful that you're not getting, in going through the back catalog of Pokemon games, that you're not getting the same game for your child you know x and y and sun and moon unless you choose to do that which i really can't see any reason for doing that unless that's exactly what they wanted you know unless they knew right that they wanted that to get most two of them won't because it is literally you play through the same events and characters that you meet in all of that oh, yeah. you just get a different end game you know pokemon that's it yeah. um so that's pokemon you want me to talk about the next one don't you Yes, I, I played this one, but you may certainly go ahead and talk about it. Okay, guys, seriously, there's a Smash game. Right. On, on, there's Super Smash Brothers for 3DS. Right. So here is my recommendation. Um, if you have multiple people that play in your family, you know, you got brothers and sisters, whatever, Smash is a great time. Maybe not the best single player experience. It's not. It, that's the only. That's the biggest downside to the game is it's not good if you're. You've if you are alone, game. unless they absolutely love the idea of playing Smash, you could probably Against ignore the AI. this one, right? Um, but for a multiplayer, Smash is is I think one of the first games, especially if you're buying games for your kids to play together. I mean, it's a fighting game, but it's a party fighting game. Um, and there's uh, especially if there is an age disparity. Um, items, because there are items that help like make the combat a little bit crazier. That helps level the playing field. So uh, I think Smash absolutely is worthy of being included on this list. Just be careful with this being a party game and you needing to have other opponents. There are some issues with um, internet connectivity. One system can always connect. One system needs to play off of another one. So, you know, make sure you understand the... the the internet and the sharing and the downloading, how that all yeah. works. Um, Google and, it. Yes, absolutely. So That's, you got the next one. Okay. <laughs> of course I have the next one. The next one is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which you've heard me talk about ad nauseum. I finally beat it. It's a good game. It's a pretty game. It's a lot of fun. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Um, it is hard. The controls are kind of kind of funny to deal with, especially if you've played it before on the Nintendo 64. Did I get that right? Yes, you did, in fact. Um, um, but it was available as the Master Quest on the uh, GameCube. I think but... it came out on the Wii, too, at some point. Oh, it's been out a lot. So, anyways, it's, on the 3DS, it's a good game. It's completely remastered. It looks awesome. It plays well. Um, it's a challenge. So if you're going to do it, you know, be prepared to dedicate a lot of time to it. I highly recommend, you know, again, using the internet and looking through walkthroughs when you're stuck. Um, because that certainly saved me. Um, <laughs> and be prepared to get very frustrated at some points in time. But it's still my all-time favorite game. It made me real mad, <laughs> but it's still my all-time favorite game. Um, and I enjoyed playing it on the 3DS. So... That's my. That's our number six game. All right. So uh, next is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. So I've talked about Shovel Knight. The year Shovel Knight came out, it was the Engage Family Gaming Game of the Year. Um, Shovel Knight is amazing. It is a lot of fun. 
um, and it has improved significantly since it came out. And the biggest reason is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove is actually several games now. Um, so now there are three. There are three games involved in the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove right now, um, and there will be a fourth coming sometime in 2018. So the first is the primary campaign where you play as Shovel Knight, and it's a platformer. It is a platformer. Um, it looks like it should have played on the Nintendo, but it is a way more advanced. Um, it just uses pixel art, uh, but it is you play as a knight who fights with a shovel. It sounds really stupid. Um, don't let that fool you. It is amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, it's challenging, but it is, you know, it's got a quirky sense of humor. And it takes some of the best parts of a lot of the video games that I remember from my youth and kind of modernize them and jams them together. It's super great. Um, so the first game is Shovel Knight. You play through it as Shovel Knight. And then you actually start playing through it as some of the bosses that you beat. And the first one they released was Plague Knight. Um, where you actually play through literally the same game um, as Shovel Knight, but you have a completely different traversal system um, because the Plague Knight can throw little bombs at his feet that make him just fly all over the place. So you'll be going through the same maps, but you have to do the challenges differently. Um, and then the third one is Spectre Knight, um, and that is a uh, crazy platformer. It's a completely different game completely redesigned um and that's harder but neat um and still in the same universe and now we have king knight coming later on um i have no idea what that one's gonna be like uh so it's like 25 dollars. you can buy it digitally and it's gonna be four games at the end of it and so if your kids show an interest in like retro style games or if they just like the character shovel knight which is reasonable because um, you might have seen them all over the place. Um, this is a worthwhile expenditure. I'm a huge Shovel Knight fan. All right, so the next game on our list is Mario Kart 7. That came installed on many of the 3DS yep. systems automatically, um, and, and it still is on the 2DS systems that they released this holiday yep. season. It came pre-installed. Yep. I was really nervous about a... Mario Kart game on a handheld system. I had never played one before. I'd only played them on the consoles, and I loved them. I told them. you it was going to be okay. Right, but, you know, I played them on the consoles, and I'm the typical gamer who's playing a Mario Kart game where I'm actually, like, you know, moving my body to turn the controls. So I lived in fear of, you know, chucking the, the, the handheld system out of my hands in my excitement to... You know, get the car to move. It's because really... because why would she want to ever listen to me, guys? Right, right. But it was really a very good Mario Kart game. And some of the... Um, the world the word is leaving my head. Some of the courses are some of the best courses I've played. And when they took yep. them and put them on the um, Switch, I think a couple of them came on the Switch with the um, Mario Maybe Kart. Maybe like one. And I think a couple of them were on the... Um, the Wii U, um, they're fun. It's it's a good game, and I've played it on my son's system. I actually don't have it on mine because um, it came installed on his, so we don't actually have a cartridge for it. Um, yeah. But it's it's fun. It's a good game. Um, highly recommend it. A lot of time playing it. You, this is something they absolutely can play for hours. And you only need one. Right. That's and the big one. If you have can, if you have multiple people. You can all DS connect and play off of one cartridge. There are some limitations. 
as far as what other kid, other people can do, right? I think the 3DSs cannot all DS download to each other. I think the 2DS has an issue where the 2DS needs a cartridge. I'm not sure 100% on that. I know we ran into some issues. Um, Let's look it up. With the number of players and how many can play on it. But we're going to go ahead and, and, and check that for you, actually, as we're... It's called DS Download, and I, like I said, I think the 3DS was much easier to DS download with. The 2DS was a little bit more of a challenge. Okay. So, all right. So for Mario Kart 7, per the Nintendo website, it states, for download play, if all of your racing buddies have a Nintendo 3DS system, only one of you needs a copy of Mario Kart 7 to enjoy download play. All of the excited versus game modes are available. The only difference is that whoever doesn't have the game can only play as Shy Guy and won't be able to customize their cart. So that's the downside. You have to play Shy Guy. It's fine. It's a medium-sized racer. Um, but it says a 3DS. I don't remember if there... I, I want to say that there was an issue with of a, have a Nintendo 3DS system. No, there's no. So it, the 2DS works. work the same way. It might. Yes. Okay. The the only difference between the Nintendo 3DS and the 2DS from like it, it might there should not be a problem. Okay. We might have just screwed it up. We might have. We had. We also tried to have like a significant number of kids yeah. all play together. So. Um, but the download play is available for Mario Kart Seven. So. As long as they don't mind playing, as long as people don't mind playing Shy Guy, then there shouldn't be a problem. Um, so that is Mario Kart Seven. I got next on this one. Uh, let's talk about Bravely Default. So uh, Jenna asked me, like, so when we're making this list, is there going to be a Final Fantasy game on here? And I was like, well, technically no, because they didn't release any fi- many Final Fantasy games on the 3DS. I say I can't say they didn't release any. They released some. Many of them were not super great. Um, but Bravely Default is basically a Final Fantasy game. It's the best Final Fantasy game that was not called Final Fantasy um, <laughs> that I have seen. And it is super good. Um, if you have a child who is interested in JRPGs, I think this is great. There are some parts in there that are... I mean, it'll probably go over most kids' heads because it's you know one of the characters has a, a very strong interest in women. So it'll probably go over most kids' head. Um, what I would recommend is, if you are thinking about picking up Bravely Default, if you're concerned about content, some parents are, um, look up, you know, like, go online and look up Ring-A-Bell, R-I-N-G-A-B-E-L-L, Bravely Default, um, and, like, look up Cringy Moment or something, and you'll see what he does. He mainly is just very interested in going on dates with women. He really, really wants to date them. Um, and so... That's it. Watch a YouTube video. You'll see it. Um, But for the most part, the combat system is super rad. It is hard. This is not a game that that I would just let people walk through. But um, it is a lot of fun. Um, There is... And playing through this will kind of get, I think, a lot of kids ready for other turn-based RPGs. So that's Bravely Default. Um, It's not super hard to get a hold of. There are two of them. Um, Bravely Default and Bravely Default End Layer, um, which is just more of the same. Uh, although in the second one, uh, you can play as a Catmancer, which is literally a person who um, makes cats do their bidding. 
Um, so there's that. Uh, the next game, I'll just take the next couple because they were absolutely my additions to the list. These are two digital games, three of them actually. Uh, one of them is called Pushmo, super adorable puzzle game where you play this little fat dude that's kind of like Kirby, only not because he's wearing a hat. Um, and the idea is you are presented with a two-dimensional shape that's usually like a duck or a couch or something like that, and you need to pull the very and you basically pull or push the pieces of this two-dimensional shape and make it into a three-dimensional shape that you can climb up to the top of to reach some kind of objective. Cool little puzzle game, very inexpensive. You can get it digitally on your 3DS. Um, so if you're looking for a puzzle game, absolutely, uh, Pushmo should be on your list. Next are the SteamWorld games. There's a bunch of them, SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2, and also SteamWorld Heist. Um, these games are all inexpensive. They look cool. They play well. Um, SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 are kind of exploration games where you're just digging down into uh, a planet looking for resources and then climbing back up to the top to sell those resources to um, buy better equipment. SteamWorld Heist is a two-dimensional strategy game um, that is available on just about every console known to man at this point, and it is super good. Um, and it, it actually has a casual mode that makes the game, the, it makes the combat somewhat trivial for younger players, um, while still being interesting visually and, you know, a cool learning experience from, like, a strategy perspective. Like, in what order do you make these guys move and things like that? Um, so those are three digital games that I think are, should be on the list for consideration. Okay, the next one on our list um, was one of the ones that we actually ended up recommending for our friend whose child is traveling to Disney and waiting in lines because they had purchased a... um, Well, they purchased a Kingdom Hearts game. Kingdom Hearts game, but it wasn't one of the the console ones. It was one of the ones on the 3DS, and apparently it's not as great as some of the other Kingdom Hearts games. So they ended up exchanging it and going with our middle child's recommendation of a Kirby game. Um... There are three Kirby games that I know that he has for the 3DS. He has um, Kirby Triple Deluxe, yep. Kirby Planet Robobot, which is his favorite, yeah. and um, Kirby Battle Royale, which is, I think, the one that he wants the most right now. Um, but Kirby Planet Robobot is a platformer, just like most Kirby games, but Kirby can jump into a giant, like, mech suit and 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 um, use that while he's going yeah. through. Um, it's, it's, Kirby games are fun. Uh, they're, they're, they are, you know, somewhat challenging, but they're entertaining. There's a lot of stuff going on in the yep. games and our middle child loves the Kirby games. Absolutely I mean, loves them. Kirby's awesome, but the ability to jump into a mech suit, uh, is pretty, that makes it for me. Um, Kirby Planet Robobot is regarded as the best Kirby game on the system, but there are others out there. Like so, I said, I mean, he's got a couple of them. He's got... So don't, you know, keep them in mind. Um, Kirby Triple Deluxe is another one, just because there's a bunch of different games in it, including like a fighting game type right. thing. So, you know, keep Kirby in mind, but Robobot is the superior version. <laughs> um, I'm, that's just Any... not me talking, but... I know, and just about any Kirby, just about any Kirby is going to make a lot of kids happy. But Planet Robobot is the is strictly superior because giant robot suit, right? In your opinion. <laughs> so, how about Luigi's Mansion? Because I mean, who doesn't want to be a Ghostbuster? 
Luigi's Mansion, I played it on the GameCube and loved it. That's one of the few games that I actually played and beat. Um, when I heard it was coming to the 3DS again, I was like, I don't know how that's going to play and how it's going to translate over. Um, yeah. I picked up one of the, the Daycare Kids copies um, and, and played. And I said, oh, this is really fun. I think our middle guy would like it. Picked it up for him. He played it um, regularly. He yeah. really liked Luigi's Mansion. Um, and it plays similarly to, from what I remember, on the um, on the GameCube game. It, it, it seems... It, it was familiar. There was nothing strange about playing no, it. No, I mean, for um, the most part. I mean, it's not feature. That, it's not like one-for-one one feature complete. It's, no. They are different games. They are. So, but the, if, you're, if you like it... But th- they, they use the 3DS differently. Um, it's fun. It's inexpensive. Um, and some kids just want to be a Ghostbuster. And, it's and the, it is the, ghost with it is the best Ghostbusters game ever made. How about that? Um, I mean, it's a neat puzzle experience. It's certainly worth looking at. Uh, if you don't know if you want to play this one, or if you feel weird, you know, if, if me making a Ghostbusters reference intrigues you, but you don't know what the gameplay is actually like, look up a YouTube video. There's plenty of them. Yes. Um, it's a fun game. I mean, that could be the answer for all of these, is look up a YouTube video. You'll get an idea pretty quick with any of these, whether or not they are your jam. Um, I think you should get the next one, and then I'll close it out. With yeah, because you're not a fan of the next series. I'm a fan of the next series. Largely because I'm too stupid. Um, And I, I only played it on the original, was it a DS Lite, I think I played it on? Yes. Um, The Professor Layton series. It is your detective and you get brought into these little towns and you're always asked to help solve some kind of mystery in a clue-like way. But there's puzzles that you have to solve. So, yes. Um, they're, they're brain teasers. Um, They're... That's it's a brain teaser game. You know, you get a different puzzle. As you solve the puzzle, you get some clues to solve the big mystery that you're solving at the end of the game. Yep. They're all pretty much, you know, the same style of game. I think the newest Professor Layton features a female character in the lead, mm-hmm. um, which is is something that you may be interested in for your child. But at its heart, it's just a series of brain teasers that you're playing. You know, like your typical. Take this puzzle, take these matches, and make this number with these matchsticks. And that there's a matchstick puzzle in it that you yep. come across. There's mazes that you come across. Moving blocks around to get certain any kind of brain teaser that you can think of in those brain quest games that that are on the 3DS system. They're in the Professor Layton game, but they've got this cute little, you know, mystery that you're solving along with it to get close. I like them. I know you don't enjoy them. Um, I mean, I respect them. I'm just too dumb. <laughs> I'm just too dumb. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't necessarily want to agree that you're dumb, but I could see why you would get stuck in these games. Um, I'm not a math person, so a lot of times they have math challenges, and I'm like, oh, help. Um, and my children will help me get through them, which is really sad. <laughs> but, yeah, they're fun. Yeah. They're All right, fun. so let's close it out. So... Number 15 here. The number 15-ish. Because some Ish. of these have been multiple. So, right. um, it, it, realistically, I don't think anybody's going to get all of these things. If somebody does, man, this is like a good forever worth of games. Um, but lastly, it's Fantasy Life. Okay, so this is what it is. This is not the name of Matthew Barry's fantasy football book. 
Although it, it, I guess that it could be confused. Um, SEO, I guess, is a problem. But Fantasy Life is a role-playing game where you play a character that moves into a town and a la Animal Crossing, similar. Um, but in this case, it's got role-playing game elements like uh, you change professions. And so basically, you have a bunch of different professions that you juggle between by changing your clothes more or less, and you complete quests and challenges that level you up in those professions, and some of them will help you in other ones. So, for example, you might be a blacksmith to make yourself better weapons and armor so that when you go battle as a knight, you can do more damage, etc. And that might help you find more resources that you can come back to. Maybe you find things to go and cook when you're a chef, and then you're a tailor and a carpenter. There's a bunch of different jobs. Um, I have... A limited experience with this, but with the experience that I do have, I absolutely loved it. And this is one of those, if your kid really likes Animal Crossing, and they maybe run out of stuff to do, and they just are kind of interested in that kind of thing, but maybe they just want something fantasy-themed, um, Fantasy Life. It's right there, uh, it's around, um, and I think it's certainly worth looking at. And this is the one you said might be a little hard to find. This one might be hard to find. Well, you know what? Let's take a look, folks. How about that? Let's go to the Amazon. Uh, so last time I looked at it was it was not around, but so um, digitally it's available without a problem. If you're trying to get the new cartridge, you're gonna have to buy it used um, because the new it's sixty bucks. Um, but for used, you'd be able to get it for the price of a new game. Um, but that's okay. I mean, this is one of those games that's pretty good, um, and if if you'll know that your kid really likes this by whether or not they liked Animal Crossing. So that's the that's the uh, training wheels. If they really loved Animal Crossing, then just roll in and get Fantasy Life. That's a great kind of one-two punch. Um, and it does, you know, I'm sure it's pre-owned available at I mean, you might GameStop. be able to grab it at like GameStop or something. I mean, the GameStop, what, the pre-owned, they've got it around 30 bucks. Probably less if you're a pro member. So... Um, so that's not bad either. Probably can get it digitally, or not digitally, but online and have it shipped to your store. So, I mean, there's some ways to get it. It's just, you know, it's not the same as being able to walk into, like, Walmart and grab Mario Kart 7 or something. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but, so that's it. Those are our 3DS games. Now, as with any time that Jenna and I go down and list a bunch of games, we know we miss stuff. I mean... Here, I think we were pretty uh, we were pretty close. But I'm sure we missed something. So, what are your kids' favorites? Right. If you have a favorite that we didn't talk about, and you really want to share, because we get asked this frequently, um, what should we bring with us when we're traveling? What kind of games are still relevant on the system? Why are we buying this? If you have one that's your favorite or your kid's favorite, go on the community and share it with us. Where is that community? EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community. Yes. So... Thank you. Glad you remembered. So, um, so that's it. Those are our fifteen-ish best games for the three DS. Three DS to build up your back catalog so you can keep playing, or to start your catalog if you never bought one. Right. Because man, any combination of these would be a lot. Like just looking at it, I'm excited. I'm like, there's some kids that might as a result of this list, get a DS in a couple of these games, and they're going to have a great winter or summer or something. Yeah, right? and there's some that we don't have that I definitely want to add to our list. Um, 
our, our, our house. There's a few that we don't have. Which, all right, well, we'll have to look at that because I think you might just be. No, there's absolutely some that we don't own that I want to own. Or All maybe right. our kids own it, and I need my yeah, own copy. Yeah, I think copy. that our kids own it, and you. I think that's the issue. Our kids own it, and you don't. So we need to get one for you. So, <laughs> with that said, folks, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, next week, we're back to board games, specifically. Um, we're going to talk a lot about stuff fables now that we have actually done it because it's here we have played it we're going to talk about stuff fables and everything that means um and all and uh, the 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 (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about how we figured out what the word adjacent means because we had a problem with the word adjacent today i think (laughs) so um with that said thank you very much folks uh have yourself a wonderful week we'll be back next time to talk about board games and until then don't forget to get your family game on Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.